Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your hosts, Dana and Shayna. Today, we have on a special episode that we are now going to be doing every single month. It is called The Spiritual Sleepover, and it is hosted by yours truly and Spirit Sis, aka Steffi Hill. She has her own podcast called The Psychic Scoop, and this Spiritual Sleepover segment is going to be hosted on this platform as well as her podcast too and on YouTube. So this is just a new segment that we wanted to do to talk about all things spirituality, to talk about weird things in life, the funny things, the strange and interesting, but also the deep and true and real. So we get real, we talk about it all, and we laugh our asses off. So get ready to get weird with us, play some games, and to dive in to the spiritual sleepover. This is exciting. This is our first I was going to say inaugural, but it's not inaugural. <laughs> what does inaugural <laughs> mean even? Does it mean once a year? Yeah. So I that's think so. <laughs> well, already we're so sorry. Said an intro. Hi. Spiritual sleepover. Whoop, whoop. What's up? Yeah, yeah this is yeah. really exciting. This uh, spiritual sleepover vibe where we get to connect, where we get to talk about the energy that's happening right now, where we get to talk about the tea that is in the current news and share our takes on it and play a game. And honestly, our friendship has been something in my life that has brought so much grounding, so much inspiration, like the sisterhood we have, the fact that we can have fun together and laugh together, but also really go deep together and be there for one another while we move through the big, deep spiritual things in life. I think it's so special. So I'm really excited to be able to just share conversations like this and share the spiritual sleepover vibes with all of our listeners, because I am here for that. And I'm trying to be more spiritual sleepover vibe as I move forward in my near future. Just in general, I want to do spiritual sleepover. That is my jam. <laughs> and I'm grateful to be here with you both. For life. That's why I put in my butterfly clips. Cause I was like, when's the last time I had like, I know all three of us like sleepover all the time, but like an actual slumber party, like I had to put in my clips. <laughs> yes. Those are such vibes. I thought about wearing like an eye mask, like, you know, for sleeping and okay. then like showing up with like the full like curlers in my hair. But then I didn't have time. I was like stuffing my face as we were getting on here. And I was like, I don't have time for all the extra, but I wanted you to know that I thought about it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like doing a lot of work doing for, a lot. <laughs> for, for this. Um, yeah. We just wanted to do this segment because our conversations that we've had on our podcast and also on um, on Spirits is the Psychic Scoop and on our podcast, like those are some Day of my Luna favorite podcast. episodes. <laughs> yeah, the the Day Luna Scoop. Um, <laughs> those are some of my favorite episodes, and we get that feedback all the time. And it's just our lives, right? It's our relationship. It's our chemistry. Like we hanging out with you guys, it feels 
like the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. And that's what I want my life to feel like all the time is that it's the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm over struggle. Struggle is like old me. That's old shit. Struggle is not in my life anymore. Also striving and pushing and being exhausted and reaching like all that's the old Shana. And new Shana is just easy, breezy, spiritual sleepover, butterfly clip, bitch. That <laughs> really wanted to just say easy, breezy cover girl, but you didn't go there. No but butterfly was- clip, bitch. Mic drop. <laughs> BCBB. <laughs> is that yes. right? Yes. Butterfly. No, it's totally wrong. Oh. Butterfly clip, bitch. Okay. I just took it. felt it right. Value. Yeah. It felt right. <laughs> How are we feeling with what's going on with, I mean... Tell me what's going on with human design, at least for astrology wise. We're still in a Venus retrograde. Our last full moon was the Aquarius full moon. So what what are you feeling like what's coming up for you right now? Yeah, well, all of the same things, you know, that full, that last Aquarius full moon, I feel like really rocked everyone in my life, including myself. Like it was, you know, the super moon and we're having two super moons in this one month of August. And, you know, that intensity and the amplification of emotions, I definitely really felt for everyone in my life. And just Venus retrograde in general, I I noticed it the day that shadow hit before Venus actually went retrograde. I noticed just things being a little off and couples having that tension and conversations having that tension and um, people's values being sort of questioned and conflict happening around that. I noticed that everywhere in my life, all around me. Um, So I've definitely been feeling that. But also, you know, with the human design transits in this Leo season, we're in the Leo gate right now with the sun being in gate seven, which is all about leadership and taking action. But from this really grounded, compassionate place, like not an authoritative type of action and charging forward, but really taking in and listening. And that's because the earth right now in the human design transits is in gate 13, which is actually an Aquarius gate. So in human design, we always have the sun gate. And then the earth gate is like on opposite ends of the wheel, right? And that earth gate is the thing that brings us balance. So sometimes the sun gate can feel really intense. We can be in like the lowest expression of the sun gate. And if we focus on the earth gate, the opposite energy, the polarizing energy, it actually brings us into grounding. So it's interesting right now with this, with the earth being in gate 13, the gate of the listener, it's like the more we listen and get into our observer perspective and feel other people and take other people in and have that compassion, that's actually the thing that balances us and gets us ready to take action again and to lead and to put our shine out into the world. And if we're not slowing down to listen, if we're not taking time to be introspective, we're going to feel so ungrounded and we're going to feel like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. I'm just forcing and like pushing this boulder uphill. So I think that that's been a big energy I've been observing in the last week for sure. Is like, it is this time of Leo season and creativity and leadership and shining our light. But with Venus retrograde and the earth being in gate 13, it's all asking us to like lead from a place of introspection, of slowing down, of receiving and listening and kind of allowing instead of so much forceful energy needing to be applied. Yeah. Observing and letting your observations show you how you want to lead. Like what is the new future, new paradigm version of leadership for you? And the insight there comes from tuning in to like your inner world and also the all of the 
inner workings of life that's all around you right now. I've really enjoyed this Venus retrograde actually, because I don't have any like scary exes or, you know, (laughs) dramatic (laughs) ass things that, that could pop up. My, my Venus retrograde has really been a great, um, unearthing time in internally, like my emotional world, my own stories and victimhood and patterns and uh, traumas and things that I I have felt and held onto or ignored or dissociated from and just kind of like, eh, I don't have time for that. I've been really spending this time slowing down like Dana was saying, but also letting myself be raw and do things that stoke more awareness internally in my internal emotional world. And then listening to what comes up without trying to control it and be like, this is bad or this is good or my life sucks or this is, you know, whatever other story my brain wants to now categorize whatever's coming up as, but instead just observing it and feeling it and knowing that it's okay to be uncomfortable. That's been a big theme in this Venus retrograde for me is like being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And knowing that it's not a problem to fix or a story to make around it or a victim to be had with it. It's literally just, oh, I feel this and it's uncomfortable and that's okay. Like it's okay to feel this. And that is the thing that then releases that resistance and allows it to pass without it being this huge fucking story that's now another thing I got to work through later on. So I been loving this time. I've never felt more beautiful, like physically, but also like with the world, like this flower right here is beautiful. Like there's so much beauty all the time, like seeing color. Like I just feel really grateful to see color. Like that's, I'm just really feeling it on a deep, deep level. And I am detoxing right now. I'm doing this like whole detox program which if you listen to our podcast, you you know a bit about, but I'm doing this intense detox. And I think that that's also helping me to detox emotionally as well as like spiritually Stripping away. and physically, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's all encompassing. So I don't know if any of that helped you if you're listening and you're like this Venus retrograde, like is intense or whatever. I would encourage you to tune in, tune in, tune in, and listen to the smallest things that you're feeling, observe them, and don't feel like you have to fix them or label them or contrive them or control them, but just like let them be there. I'm just (laughs) laughing because those are just the top of the hour, just beautiful (laughs) observations from both of you. And you're like talking about this beautiful flower. Meanwhile, like if you're watching on YouTube, I literally have like a skeleton behind me. Um, <laughs> and but he has like a corsage. Or something. Yeah, he has a flower it, corsage. It's October, right? I celebrate Halloween in August. <laughs> so yeah, he has a little like pumpkin corsage. Um, you're talking about beautiful like life. Like Herbert is life to me. But also, <laughs> okay, so just to give a different, <laughs> just to give a different perspective, because I can't add on to like that beauty. So I have been doing this weird thing the past three full moons where I get into character of the full moon and it's been something that's been like a little unhinged, but I'm really into it. So the Sagittarius full moon, and it just basically is like improv with the moon. And I'm a Cancer rising. So like I'm very connected to the moon. So Sag full moon, 
I literally like stripped butt naked and just like ran around my backyard. And then I even like almost ran in the front yard for a second. Just to do a little like, <laughs> And then the Capricorn full moon, like I forgot exactly. It wasn't like as intense, but like, and I'm a cancer. So the Capricorn full moon for me is always like a little rough, like emotionally. So I forgot what I did, but I definitely did something that was like long-term planning, like in releasing any like career goals. So this Aquarius full moon, it came up really quick. I was so busy leading up. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was like, I just want to be a weirdo. So like I grabbed Andrew, my boyfriend, and I was like, let's go outside and look at the moon. And so I were like looking at the moon and I just decided to like bend over and just like drop my drop trowel and just like spread my cheeks open. <laughs> yes. Moonlight in the hole. <laughs> I literally like just decided to just like, yeah, let let the booty feel the Aquarius full moon. And it like, also it was like making him laugh and it was funny. And then I walk inside and I kid you not, I kid you not, I was about eight, nine days away from getting my period. I started bleeding within seconds of doing that. Seconds, nine days wow. early for my period. Like, oh my God. I was like, not only am I a powerful witch, but like, should I be exposing my butthole like all the time to the presence? <laughs> like, is this like a healing? Oh, wow. yeah. And, and if anyone's trying to heal their hormonal cycle with your menses moon, I mean, it's worth a try as it sounds like it really worked for you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know if nine days early is maybe it did like reset me. But anyway, that's my that's my like beautiful observation. Um, I got my period nine days early, and then Venus retrograde has been like it's it's been interesting to observe everyone's relationships kind of either crumble or go through the test and friendships and things have definitely been tested but i i'm here for it it's beautiful yeah. I feel yeah. like the power of subtle energies, right? Like the power of the subtle energy. And I say subtle, I mean, they're huge, but subtle in our like, you know, human trying to control and think about everything and whatever. The subtle energies of the moon or the sun, like taking that into your body consciously and then seeing the power of the subtle energies in like such a physical, like real ass way. <laughs> pun intended real <laughs> like, ass way wait like, also literally. can i say the sagittarius full moon that you went streaking and you almost went into the front yard because you like the danger i have a close friend <laughs> yeah we are all close friends with that sagittarius rising and that bitch would do that shit in a heartbeat so it's like so yes. on point what you just said i'm struck by truth um I love that you've I'm been like doing a, that. I'm like a full moon method actor. I'm like, yeah. what's coming through today? I'm going to continue to do it because so far it's been like really fun. So. Honestly, can you film it? Because I would love to film my butthole being spread. Yeah. You can do a sensor, <laughs> like a sensor. Only fans, only moons. Only moons. Psychic scoop, only fans. Maybe I need to quit my day job. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, that's cool. I'm glad we've all like been feeling, you know, and even just feeling comfortable with the discomfort. That's been a big thing coming up for me. Like if I have to have a weird conversation or if I'm just feeling something that is like making me feel a little tense, like instead of running from it, I'm like sitting with it and I'm facing my fears in that, like having those conversations or maybe letting it go. So that's something that also I've been observing during this time. Yeah. So interesting. Well, I not I've been the other day I was a song came on and it made me so emotional because it brought up a memory that I hadn't thought about in a long time. And then I had this whole rage, scream, cry dance to this song. And my dogs were like, literally thought that 
I was about to die or something <laughs> that, that it was an apocalypse. They were terrified because, but it felt so good. And like, I didn't need to have a conversation with that person. I didn't need to wrap some story to be like, oh my gosh, that was so fucked up. Like I'm fucked up because of them. And like, I, my life is hard and being like a bitter bitch. But instead I just got to rage dance it out. And then I journaled about it sitting in the sun, like naked. And then that was it. Like Brian came home. I had like tears, like dry, like crusty tears, you know, nothing. He didn't ask anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't feel like I needed to now work on this thing. It was just the moment of allowing myself the freedom to be like, okay, this memory came up. It made me think of it. I haven't thought about this in a long time. And like, I feel angry and robbed and upset and furious in my body. And I processed it out. And now it's like beautiful. Like I, I felt afterwards when I was journaling, like really grateful for the people in my life who have been amazing role models. Like I reached out to them and sent a text to like my old neighbors who helped raise me. Like, thank you so much. You guys have been amazing in my life. Just wanted to send you love, like whatever. And I felt really grateful, like, okay, these hard things that I've experienced, like what a gift, like what resiliency, like what freaking, how, how much they brought to my life all from a fucking rage dance to a song. Right. So I, I just wanted to share that because I, I feel like, um, we feel so disempowered a lot of times by our external circumstances or by the relationships that have hurt us. And especially during Venus retrograde, that brings that up a lot more in this time. And you're so empowered to transmute that energy and work with it. If you just let yourself versus like boxing it and labeling it and then keeping that like as a box on your shelf, like just fucking rage dance and like get naked and like look at yourself in the mirror and like talk to your vagina and do some weird <laughs> shit that like nobody needs to tell you what to do, but just like go with it in the moment and get a little wild, maybe run into the front yard naked and you're going to surprise yourself with like nine days early period or something. Like you really don't know, but it will surprise you. Well, I've been thinking a lot about the word depression and to depress something, right? And the opposite of depression is expression, to externalize it, to let it out. So, so often when we have a big emotion, let's say, for example, we depress it, we internalize it, we stifle it, we stuff it down because it's too big or whatever, and we just mask it. And that leads to an energy of depression in our lives. And the opposite of that is expressing it. Express those things that you feel either through dancing or turning on music or crying or screaming or writing or do literally doing anything. But it's so important to express. And it's so funny. I think that we've really been been taught that expression is not valuable in any way as an adult. Like when we're a kid, people are like, express, like you can do anything. If you want to become a ballerina, like you can do that. And, and people allow creativity and also that people allow you to express something, even if you're not really talented when you're a kid. But as an adult, it's like, you better be really, really good at dancing if you're going to be expressing your emotions through dance. And it's like, no bullshit. Expression is our birthright. And it is the thing that frees us and that allows our body to release and move through things. And and if we can reclaim our expression, like even if we're not good at it, you know, like people with drawing, how many adults do you know that are actually good at drawing? 
right? It's like, it's so rare, but how many people do you know that could just doodle something and then it could express a whole thing and, and let something like, out? Literally like just... only you. <laughs> I, was not, I was literally going to say that. Like you're the only person I know that's good drawer. Okay. Stevie, your doodles are fire. Yeah, so you're you are doodle the amazing. doodle queen. I'm better at raps, but yes. You know, you're amazing <laughs> at raps for everyone listening. Steffi has this incredible love language when it's your birthday or whatever it is. She either writes out a rap or she doodles a story where she like tells you a memory and makes an amazing doodle. And it's such a beautiful Cancerian love language that reminds you of how connected you are. It's genuinely amazing. And that shit is expressive, yo. It lets it out. So I think if more people can tap into the love and the fun and that expression, it's like, that's the way. That's the way. (laughs) It's also like my cancer nostalgic ass being like, don't ever forget this memory. I want to remember (laughs) it forever and immortalize this. (laughs) Documenting it. Never throw this card away. I have a box full of all of your cards and all of your wraps. Same with both of you too. I actually have some of them like on my little altar that I have in my friendship zone in my house for feng shui. Oh, I so love that. I'm literally looking at them right now. Oh, I love that. So cool. Okay. So in these spiritual sleepovers, we talked about how each of us was going to bring some tea to the table and spill that tea. And as we were doing that, I was like literally Googling news topics because I'm so disconnected from what's happening in the world. I know nothing. I know zero pop culture references and I also know zero news references. And I was like ferociously scanning the internet for like news topics. And I felt like I was in sixth grade when you had to do like a report on an article from the newspaper <laughs> and then present it to the class. Wow, that's so then, it was. And then I was like, Dana, why are you doing this to yourself? Like bring the tea that you know and you feel in your soul. Yeah, like Ooh. in your lived experience. Yes, exactly. So the current moment. I did that. I closed out Google. I, I internalized I my Google. journey. I and, and I was like... <laughs> What's my inner tea? And the tea that I wanted to bring to the table was about Barbie. And I don't know oh. if either of you was planning on talking about that, but no, yeah, but it's okay. But I oh. want to hear about I want to hear about your news first. Of course, we actually before we started recording this, we're like we're gonna one of us is gonna have yeah. the same. I was like, the there's other. no way we're not gonna we're bring the connected. same tea to the table. No, yeah, but we, tell me, tell me about Barbie. Tell me about okay. Barbie. So for me, first of all, Ryan Gosling is my number one celebrity crush. He is a splenic projector, by the way. And that's so basic to like love Ryan Gosling. I know. And I also don't care. Like middle fingers up to that being a basic celebrity crush. He is my celebrity crush. Basic is your trigger. It is my trigger. (laughs) And, but I don't care. I love him anyway. So I was really excited about that movie for that. And then also I've told Shana this like a hundred times, but Greta Gerwig wrote Barbie alongside her husband, Noah Baumbach. And Noah Baumbach is connected to my family. He's our family's psychic, like spiritual advisor's brother. So my whole life, my whole family would see every Noah Baumbach movie together. And they're always like art house, like artsy movies. We'd have to drive into the like next metropolitan city to see his movies. It was like always a thing. And we'd be like, okay, this is Noah Baumbach's movie, our family psychic's brother. So the fact that this Barbie movie was co-written by him, like it already had significance to me. And I was like, this movie's going to be deep. It's going to be fire. And it was. But the tea that I wanted to bring is just the fact that, did you guys know that that movie already surpassed a billion dollar earning? And that there's only been 53 movies ever that have gotten to that place. And that Greta Gerwig is the first female director. Yeah. 
that well solo that has made a move. Is this the exact news yes. you're going to bring? Stephanie? Exact, that, have you seen my face? I was like, I'm like laughing. I'm like, yep, yep. I yep. knew this was going to happen. Open spleen is just like tapped in. Yeah, no, this is honestly, I'm really happy we're talking about this because this is freaking important. Like, it's important. Female director, like the movie was and incredible. The- a movie about female empowerment and and understanding the deep intricacies of the female experience in a funny and beautiful and bright and feminine way for that to have that much success it's like okay we're shifting collectively and of course there's going to be all the growing pains and all the pissed off you know fucking masses of people that whatever are stuck in their toxic little mind worlds but there's also such a space for this. And it's just so, it feels so like, oh shit. I felt seen in that movie in ways that I like validated, like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of it that way. Or I've never realized this, but yeah. And I think that that's so important for society, for the human race to really acknowledge and and have things that are pointing, teaching you in a way that's beautiful and, and feminine. For me, it was the, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, they do a montage at the end of people actually, Greta Gerwig asked like cast and crew to submit their own family, women in their family. And so the montage, I just got full chills. So the montage was really important to her. And I knew that before going in. So I didn't when, know that. when the montage was playing, I just thought of like you two. I thought of like my ancestry. I thought of the women in my family. And like, it was just, I was inconsolable. And it was just such a freaking amazing moment. Like that really brought the movie together. And I love that she thought outside the box to be like, you know what, even though this is like a produced movie, I'm going to bring something really real. And that to me grounded the whole freaking thing because all of it was like, we're Barbie land. But that to me was like, I I have full body chills. Like that was incredible. Yeah. I was really, really impressed with the movie because I thought it was really well-rounded you know, like they did the whole fun aesthetic thing, which on its own, I watched some videos about them building Barbie land. Yeah. And it's incredible, like masterpiece. And um, that aesthetic part of it was so fun, but also like the fact that she really went deep. And then also the fact that she brought up these trigger points with Barbie and like wasn't afraid to really go there, but then also paid tribute to Barbie as like an icon and an idol. Like how do you balance all of those things and do it in a way that's still like funny and respectful and entertaining? And I really felt like she did, you know, it's like, you have to give it up. Like such amazing writing, amazing directing, like just such a good movie. So I have a little bit more to add to that. So I still had the same tea as you, of course. <laughs> but I had I had an actually article I wanted to pull up. So it's from People Magazine. And the article is, Margot Robbie predicted Barbie movie would make a billion dollars in an early pitch meeting. So... This is So this is what she said. She said, I think my pitch in the green light meeting was the studios have prospered so much when they're brave enough to pair an idea with a visionary director. And I think I told them that it'd make a billion dollars, which maybe I was overselling, but we had a movie to make, okay? And then the, the article goes on to say, Barbie became Warner Brothers Pictures' biggest selling film uh, wow. following 155 million domestic opening weekend and the industry's biggest opening weekend for a movie directed by a woman. Wow. Which is insane. So you know I had to look at her birth chart. 
Uh, (laughs) and I looked up her human design so I can get your I actually already texted Dana I texted you about this I was like oh my gosh her chart and this is like because I was geeking out because I love to do that too even when I'm looking at um or watching movies I try to see if I can see their auras and and by the way Ryan Gosling has a beautiful aura he's indigo uh and I've seen it in person because I worked with him on La La Land but Margot Robbie is a Cancer stellium. She has one, two, three, four planets in the 12th house in Cancer. Cancer sun, Cancer rising with a Scorpio moon. Ooh. So that bitch manifested that or... I mean, she has major psychic visions. So I was like, she predicted it. I'm like, of course she did because she's a psychic Mm. AF. Yeah. Wow. I love it. And that Cancer energy. I've heard so many people talk about her like in interviews saying that she is so kind and nurturing and always giving people gifts and like bringing them little like food and snacks and things like that. And it's amazing because she's so visually beautiful. Honestly, like it hurt my eyeballs. She was so beautiful. Like the scene where she had no makeup on at all. She's just like gorgeous. And the the fact that this was her dream and vision and that she's the one that wanted to produce this and then found the director. I mean, it's just really, you can tell when something is that connected to someone's soul, it's like it hits in a way where nothing else does. And what a symbol of like the rise of divine feminine and feminine leadership. And it's just really cool. It's a, it's definitely a moment in history. Ah, oh, yeah. I loved her. She's also a one, three sacral uh, generator pure generator. Just one, three, just like you. I know. Honestly, her chart and mine are very, very, very similar. And that's why when I watch her in movies, I'm like, what the heck? Like, she's so freaking gorgeous. I was like, I like, she won the the cancer lottery, but like, <laughs> it's so interesting though, to see like her chart and she's two years and we're only a few days apart, but two years apart too. So Anyway, you know, I had to geek out on that. That's really cool. She's got that 12th house stellium too. So uh, a lot of like things she keeps hidden from the public as well. Um, Nothing like, nothing spooky, but like, I don't know. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But it's very Okay, let's talk about aliens. (laughs) Is that your news? (laughs) No, that's not my news that I just need. I felt like spooky. Your eyes got so big. I know. My 12th house remind you of aliens? It's like the secret. Everything reminds me of aliens. (laughs) Yeah, everything. That wasn't my tea because I've only, this is going to sound bad, but I've only heard about the aliens from Instagram and I tried to Google it and I'm like, what exactly was said? I know that there was like a congressional meeting. There was like a congressional hearing. And they share. Yeah, they had like a whistleblower (laughs) person come and he was like, yes, they're, they like the government has ships like that have crashed and then inside were non-human what is it bodies, bodies remains yeah like they asked like what were the the body were the bodies human or non-human he said non-human and that's basically it i think confirmation um, but there's also yeah. there was a thing in vegas uh maybe like a month ago where these this like 911 call these people said there's something that crashed oh, in my yeah. backyard and there's these 8 foot tall with beady eyes like things walking my backyard and then the cop came and said like my um my partner just said he saw something falling out of the sky and then never heard from the family again. Like, don't know where they are. Like, zero idea. And nothing else came of it. Like, I, I, it's like off the internet. I tried. Yeah, and like, no one cares. Like, we're all just so fucking desensitized that we're just like, oh yeah, aliens, cool, whatever. And I'm like, 
I feel like, well, yeah, no shit. I have like, more questions. Me, I have oh, more questions. Okay. Like I because I don't know anything well, about we're it. We're experts, so let's <laughs> let me answer these questions. <laughs> like I we care, are, but I just like, don't have enough information. I'm like, what kind of ships? Where were they found? What yeah, no, size were they? What like what constitutes a not human body? Like who is the person that said this? And, and that's is it why valid? we need women on Congress, more women on Congress. Hello. And I don't know where to find this information, but like, it's not shocking to me that aliens exist, obviously. So I'm not shook by that, but I am shook by the fact that this is like in the media and that normal people are talking about it too. I mean, my personal vibe is just like, we're all in a simulation anyways, probably on some alien ship. And when we die, we're going to wake up and be like, whoa, that was crazy. Can you believe the whole like aliens invading simulation part of the simulation? And (laughs) that's what is, I mean, it's literally there's a hundred percent chance of that being real as there is it not. (laughs) Does that make any sense? Yeah. As it is that anything else is real. And that's just, what I meant to say. Every time mention of aliens, and I'm not trying to out you, Shayna, but I always think about that time you got Reiki and someone called you the Star Commander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't someone say like you were an alien? And honestly, like nothing. No, they said I sense. am. They said I am. Oh, I got Reiki. No, yeah, by you were Ashtar Commander's second right hand, hand right hand yeah. man. You were yeah. an Ashtar Commander, but you was were Ashtar a Commander's. higher up general in the. What is it called? The Ashtar Command, which is like a galactic yeah. protective force. A galactic force. federation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for yeah. everyone listening, for some context, I got Reiki done, was doing the whole session. Like, hey, but this you was know, when you were like, there. this is when you were like 24 or something. Yeah. So this was a Yeah. This was while a while back. ago. This was a long time long, ago. Long um, time ago. <laughs> and... <laughs> And so I'm laying there and it's like, you know, fine and normal, whatever. And then at the end, she like sits me up and like puts her hands like, uh, like one on my shoulder, one on my leg, like looks me in the face, like very serious. And she's like, you know that you're an alien, right? And I was like, what? And she was, she was like, you are part of the Ashtar Command and the Galactic Federation. You're here to like help heal the planet and fight off the bad frequencies and help, you know, spread more light and awareness in the world. I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And she was like, (laughs) she was like, you need to start looking into this and this and this, like to, to start awakening to why you came here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. But then it, took a bit more of a turn. Then your Saturn return happened. <laughs> no, then she, she, she walked me out. Nanobots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then she walked nanobots. me out on the balcony. She was like, you see those clouds? Anytime you see a cloud like that, there's a spaceship in there. And I was like, okay. And I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not judging because that's like, what, I that's, don't know. Like, that's I'm what not the guy... up in those clouds. Like, it's, nothing's real. Nope. Is that what and you're going to say? Nope. Yeah, literally, no. Nope. Yeah. Um, oh, no. I but that's the about whole that point is that nothing's real. So like, who are we to say if something's real or not? Because nothing is. Like, yeah, real I'm, from what perspective? Real from what vantage point? Real on which dimension? Like, exactly. So there's it's a like, lot of, there's a lot. Sure, that I'm sure in real. your perspective and your reality, like there are spaceships in the cloud. And then on this dimension that I'm in right now in this moment, maybe there are, maybe there aren't. Like, May, I'm in a simulation, but you, when you die, you're going to go to heaven or to hell or whatever. Like it's real. Yeah. It's all relative. Your it's beliefs relative. create your reality and the way that you perceive it. 
Um, the guy from Joshua Tree that created the Integratron, George Van Tassel, I read his book and he talked about how alien spaceships are electrostatic generators and that's the energy that they use to hover. And so other things in our world are electrostatic generators. Like for example, the top of a mountain generates this energy that then pulls moisture around it. So that's why on the top of the mountain, there's always a cloud because the peak of a mountain is an electrostatic generator. So in this theory, if you will... Any alien ship is using electrostatic generating uh, qualities, and then it's pulling in um, moisture and creating a cloud around it. So anytime there's like an alien ship, it always has this cloud around it where you can't see it because it's an electrostatic generating machine. Unless it's flying so fast that the clouds can't keep up. And that's when we see all these like UFOs and footage and stuff, right? (laughs) I don't know, Star Commander. You might have to (laughs) tell us. Let me... me (laughs) Let me beam, beam me up, up really Scotty. Fast. Yeah. yeah honestly, beam me up. Beam me up. <laughs> oh, you've been trying to get beamed up since day one. I have came out the womb like mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I came out the wrong shoot. Um, okay, so that was Barbie, and then we snuck in aliens because we had the same tea, Stephanie and I, because we're so and connected. Like 17 like that. people submitted, like aliens, aliens, aliens. Yeah, so that was it's the like, audience tea that they wanted. Okay, so Shana, what tea did you bring to the table? My tea is more of a personal, but also collective tea. Is that now more than ever? People are wanting to, in in the U.S., are wanting to move to Europe or Asia or somewhere tropical and say, fuck you to the systems that are super fucking expensive, that have no health care, that have no resources, where you spend all this money in taxes, but you get zero benefits other than like roads. And And our education sucks. And our education sucks. And our food is constantly trying to poison us. And while that whole rant was like doom, gloom, scary, we're all going to die. My point is that more people than ever are wanting to move to Europe where there's more regulations on our food and on our resources and where the cost of living is literally 50% that of what it is in the US. I was just looking at this yesterday. In Greece, the cost of living is 1,000 USD per month approximately, whereas in the US, it's 2,500 plus. And so just having more space, having more like freedom because things aren't so fucking expensive. And for me, the big kicker is the food. I have been in this detox thing that I'm doing, trying to eat really, really uh, healthy in a way where there aren't any toxins like cooked seed oil, which is in literally everything. If you go to Trader Joe's, which I thought was like the best, almost everything that they have has seed oils, everything, which is toxic for you to eat. And same thing in our grocery stores. So many of the things that are are there that are healthy aren't because of the way that they're made and the way that they're processed and the way that they're their uh the bacteria that they're exposed to so much of the responsibility to eat healthy and be able to like not poison yourself is on you as the consumer in America at least and i i know that it's worse in a lot of other countries and i'm not trying to say it like hate on america at all or the us but that it shouldn't be so much responsibility where if i want to eat in a way that's healthy i have to become a fucking expert on 
food. Like I have to be the FDA for my body because my system, my government, my, this like place that I live where I spend so much of my tax dollars on doesn't support me at all. So now I have to become an expert at that. And by the way, things are super expensive. So you got to work even extra hard at the job that you're doing, but then also try to feed yourself in a way that's not going to be toxic for you. Plus you don't have as much space or freedom. And oh, by the way, if you get sick, you're literally like fucked. So I'm over it. And it's a trend that I think a lot of people are over it. I'm seeing it every single day, people literally moving to Europe. And all I did yesterday, all I did yesterday was look at houses in Greece and Italy and France. And they're so inexpensive and they're gorgeous and they have pools and so much space and they're beautiful. And they're like right nearby where you can easily drive to town and get anything that you need. And I'm trying to convince Brian's whole family to move there because I mean, I'm it's, a, it's really family. desirable. I mean, like everything you just said, like there's not one thing I'm like eh, about, you know, there's nothing at least keeping me here in California besides the Jupiter line. But what I will say, <laughs> oh, that's what the a thing. Is my astrocartography is not the best in Europe, but it's not. Uh, we can find bad. good stuff. Um, but what for me has been like really tempting, you know, as Andrew and I are like talking about planning our family is like just the childcare thing and the support. And I feel like even just seeing some horror stories and obviously all three of us like haven't had um, given birth yet, you know, just seeing the hospital experience and some of the traumatic story. I mean, like there's a lot of really traumatic stories, you know, where women are unable to advocate. I mean, they try their best to advocate for themselves, but they're like, nope, let's let's put this medicine in you. Or, oh, you wanted to do uh, vaginal birth? Nope, C-section. Like there's definitely a lot of like traumatic things there. So yeah. people are literally flying to Europe to have a child. Yeah. And I've thought yeah. about it. I looked into it too. I was like, damn, like that sounds great. Like, you know, I'd have better care. And, you know, I don't know. It's crazy because like in this conversation. The problem is that the powers that be in our country are, are um, corrupted by capitalism, right? So like the FDA is paid for and has the, the main board members are those who own the food and well, you know, industries that then the FDA is supposed to be checking and balancing on. So what that means is that we have this corruption, right? And, and even with our healthcare system, like it's not there to serve the people it's there as a private money-making entity. And so everything in our country that is so messed up, like I believe it comes from capitalism. And it's like this few people at the top that need to make that change for everyone to be benefiting from. And so in smaller countries in Europe, because that's the big thing is like, America is so big. And there's, you talked about how there's like more space, Shana, in Europe, but there's not. Europe is small no, I know. compared to United States. And all of the Americans can't move to the United States. So it's like, if just a few people on top, like change things and actually created a structure and a system to help the people and the well-being of people, if we cared about well-being instead of just financial gain, all of that would change. But unfortunately, in order to change those people at the top, like our only true power is where we choose to buy a house or where we choose to pay, which hospital we choose to pay for, what food we choose to pay for. Like our money and the money that we spend is our voice in this modern time. So it is about changing what 
what, if enough people change how they're spending their money and where they're buying houses, then like the government will have to shift. Which we do see that with our food, with people, you know, wanting to spend money on organic or wanting to spend money on pasture raised, um, like eggs, for example. Right. And so then now those becoming more and more and more available because that's where we're spending our dollars. However, the hard part with change in this capitalistic society that we're in here is that whenever there's something new that's better, that's going to benefit you, it costs a lot of money because it's new. And because that company's trying to start up and they need a lot of resources and they need a lot of employees to be able to have the reach that they need. And they're doing it on their own because the government isn't subsidizing or giving them grants or helping them in any way. And so it's only available to the privileged. And then after time, it does become more and more available and watered down. I just saw this thing last night about this, um, this, a uh, new like MRI body scan thing. Kim Kardashian posted it actually. And then I went on a whole tangent on their page where it's this preventative health uh, MRI thing that has no radiation or anything. And you go and it scans your whole body. It takes an hour, but they have like a screen in there for you to watch like a show or whatever you want. And it tells you like literally from like brain aneurysms to your like ovarians, your ovaries (laughs) to like your skeletal system to every part of your body. If there's anything wrong, like if you have any cysts or aneurysms or blood clots or freaking like tumors or cancer or anything like that, it it's this preventative health to be able to say, Hey, you have this going on. Now you can fix it because the problem right now is that our healthcare is set up to treat you once you're sick. So we catch cancer when it's stage three, stage four, and it's too late. But, and I've been saying this for years, like, I wish that you could just go once a year and get a scan and they can tell you like, you're good, or there's something that's a little bit off, like you should start whatever. And that it was preventative and it wasn't after the fact. And now there is, but it's $2,500 And that is only available to people who can afford that and insurance doesn't cover it. And that's because it's brand new. So I'm sure in 10, 15 years, it will become something that is maybe more available to everyone. But if you go on their page, you see thousands and thousands and thousands of comments of like, oh my gosh, I like, this is what I need. And also so many people who've done it who are like, this caught my pancreatic cancer, which is one of the hardest to catch because there's no symptoms until you're at stage four. You can't screen it. It catches it at stage one and stage two where you can treat it, which pancreatic cancer is the most deadly cancer there is because there's no screening. And now people are getting like, they're curing their pancreatic cancer because they're catching at an earlier stage. So anyways, this whole rant is just to say that when things are new, they're expensive. And it's like that catch 22 of like, I want new, I want change, but it's expensive and I want money and I want change, but it's expensive and it's scary to like take a leap of faith or to whatever. Change is happening all the time around us. And yeah, your power is within your dollar. Like if you're, if everyone starts saving up and spending money to get a scan or to only buy organic or to buy a home in another country and people start moving out of here, 
things are going to change a bit faster, but because the U.S. is so big, it just takes so long. But there's a change. There's a change already with Pluto and Aquarius. Like I've just seen it through the Mm. strikes and through all this conversation and things trending. I mean, this is just the beginning. Pluto is in, it's retrograde, but it's like one degree, zero degree. It's going to continue on, right? Until like, I think 2043. So this is just the beginning of a lot of reform, hopefully for the people. And, you know, Pluto brings out that darkness and it has to kind of be that darkness before the light can come in. And I think these conversations and these observations are really important because Pluto is such like that far off. I mean, it's like the farthest planet away from us. So when this stuff comes up, it's like this deep-seated subconscious, like all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, like, do I want to live in America? Like, Why am I paying so many taxes? And this and that, right? Like things are just going to start bubbling and it, it, Aquarius rules community. So anyway, from an astrology perspective, like, and you two with human design, like the new paradigm, like this is a conversation that is not going to be the first, not going to be the last. I mean, this is going to yeah. continue on. Like, and uh, fuck yeah, I'm I'm here yeah. for it. I'm yes. here for fuck the crumbling. Yeah. For the crumbling. All right, let's lighten it up a little. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave it to my Scorpio ass. Let like, it all the way down. With your Gemini rising though, because it's like you did the research and you came in with receipts and you're like, this is what I want to do. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm here for it. And it's, you speak your truth, sis. And we're with you. Uh, I think for me, I'm like, you know, let's just play a game. Uh, because... <laughs> And this is literally though, this is what it's like to hang out with us. Like we go into these like deep conversations that like get so real. Then all of a sudden it's like, who wants to shake our asses? Like that's kind of what it's like to hang out with us. So that's, I love the yin and yang. It's an Um, accurate representation. It is. But like, I'm going to be doing this from Europe come like next year. Yeah. We'll we'll be broadcasting live from Europe. Uh, That's great. I let's, okay. So let's transition into a game that I like to call underrated or overrated. So I asked both of you, I feel like a game show is all right. Um, So I asked both of you to prepare, I don't know, one or two topics and all of us together are going to rate maybe individually and then maybe we'll have to agree unanimously on one if something is underrated or overrated. So do yeah. Maybe we have to all agree. Yeah, I just came up with that. I think like everyone votes, right? But then our collective vote will make it like it's official, like two versus one, it's underrated or two versus one, it's overrated. It's like one person will have to be the tiebreaker unless it's unanimous. Let's Okay, I know. I just came up with that little thing and you're right. That feels... I want to get heated. Okay. Yeah. So um, (laughs) I'm going to bring up... I'm going to bring up one. So I asked you to... To, it could be anything random, right? So I, I have a few that are like spiritual wellness, but the first one has been on my mind for a while. Um, the first topic I want to bring up is low-rise jeans. Oh. Or is it overrated or underrated? Those are burnt at the stake. Those are not <laughs> yeah. a part of my new paradigm. No, me too. So uh, <laughs> like they're overrated. Shana was struggling and that was part of that old Shayna, like well, low-rise jeans. Gone Shana doesn't it. wear jeans at all, high rise or low rise. <laughs> That's true. You don't. I'm a, no. I don't own a pair of jeans anymore. Exactly. So your vote is null and void. But if I uh, did, but, I would buy high rise, obviously. Yeah. Like if you wore shorts, you would do high rise jean shorts. And and like, jean jeans. Like I need to get yeah, jeans. Yeah. It's been on my list for a while. Yeah. So I'm going to say low rise jeans are overrated. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, is that your vote as well? Yes. I'm yeah. offended. 
I mean, what about you? Yeah. Overrated for sure. Uh, uh-huh. In general, like wearing jeans after COVID, like it does feel like barbed wire to me. It feels like <laughs> <laughs> they're like so tight. Like I just Ugh, look at the yeah. mirror and I'm like, is that what my thighs look like? Like it just is like interesting. So uh, I've been seeing a lot of the the younger generation, like just rock them, like with belly chains, very like Britney Christina. And it's like, I want to be them, but I also am scared to be them. So uh, no, I'm o- just like, what if whatever makes you happy, more power to you. Totally. Like, you, you do you, but like, absolutely not. That's easy. Okay. Okay. Unanimous. No. All right. Unanimous. Overrated. All right. Perfect. Okay. Um, I have one. What do you think about watering your plants with your menses blood? I, yes, I do it all. I do it every month. <laughs> so is it overrated or underrated? Underrated. Underrated for sure. It, my plants have grown so much. Like I, I've been doing this for a while and I don't like do it like crazy. Like I'm like, oh, I need to get my cup and then come over here. And like, you know, it's more <laughs> like I'm just like lightly diluting it. And um, diluting is key. I didn't know that in the beginning. And I just like poured the blood and that was too much. <laughs> you had to put water. Nobody told me it was a child. Wait, can we process. get full extra instructions really fast? Like from beginning yeah. to end, like you get a cup or you wear a diva cup. You or wear something? a cup. Wear a cup I so wear, that you yeah, can catch your blood. Cup. Okay, so you wear a cup and then you don't spill it when you take it out. I can't right. imagine someone wringing out a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> Or like just like, you know, sitting plant. for like two hours on a stool. Oh, you could do underneath. that too. If it was day one, you could just um, hover over the toilet with like a cup in your hand and like catch your blood in a cup and then dilute but that with water. All the men that. are fast forwarding this, which <laughs> I know. I mean, honestly, I hope not. Um, <laughs> they I should be no so men lucky are listening. Have, yeah, <laughs> that's true. They should be so lucky to have flourishing no, plants in their so. house. So and, and blood, period blood in their house. Like that means that there's a sacred woman there. Um, not that you have to be whatever, you know what I mean? Not that you have to be bleeding to be a sacred woman. Everyone's sacred. But what I want to say is I have never done this. And maybe it's something I do when I'm living on a farm in Europe. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are they overrated or underrated though? Oh, I think it's underrated, but also like TBD. No underrated, but like intense. Oh, you know, like I think it's so important because if we think about the cycle of life, we all celebrate spring when new things are growing and we all ignore the part of the cycle of life where there's death and decay and that leads to rebirth. So with, with our bodies, we're meant to be bleeding into the earth and giving the earth that nutrients back. And so giving it I think it's so important. Like it heals us. It heals our, our fear about death. It heals our fear about letting go. Like the energetic is crucial. Totally agree on a mental and spiritual level. Like I'm right there with you. I absolutely agree. But on like a practical, rational, I'm going to get a, I'm going to go buy a cup and I'm going to like collect it at that time. And then I'm going to dilute it. And then my husband's going to be like, what are you doing? And I'm going to be like, Blood, bitch. Like all the practical side is intense for a first timer is all I'm going to say. I hid it from Jared for a while. Like I just didn't say anything. And then once I did start saying something, he was totally into it. He was like, cool, great. He's like, because he's a cancer, double cancer, I think, or not double, but he's really into my moon in general. Like he's fascinated by my moon cycle and the moon cycle. So he was into it. He was like, can I come with you and and give the blood? 
that's cute. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a don't ask, don't tell situation in my house. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, I don't. If he ever listens to this, uh, he'll be surprised. Honestly, what? Yeah, it's. I mean, also too, it's he sees it. If like if I'm watering it, it's like the water is pink, you know. So (laughs) it's like you can't really hide it. But how much? How much water to blood ratio? Or you just wing it like it's a feeling. I wing you can, it. You can wing it. Like, obviously, if you're putting it in a house plant, you'd want it to be really diluted. But if you're putting it outside in a bush, you know, you can have more blood. So I don't think it's an exact science. I think it's more of like your inner witch guiding you. Um, outside plants are way more tough bitches than inside plants. Yeah. They, like they can outside plants, it. like maybe an animal died right on it and it got yeah. a lot of blood that month. Totally. And, <laughs> and like that did just that truly be flourishing. That truly exactly. flourishing. Yeah. Whereas like inside plants, like I gave it a little too much water, it's a like, little ah, bit of mold fickle. on fickle. the soil. And now I'm like, I know. Yeah, I feel like sensitive bitches. I was about to say, even though it's like comes from the earth, like they're definitely water signs, like plants. They're like, you gave me too much water. Not enough. I'm hungry. I don't have enough sun. Uh, and I'm saying so that all the outdoor part is all water. Like, fine. <laughs> Fierce ass Scorpio, Aries, fire signs. Okay. So watering your plants <laughs> with your menses blood, underrated. It's underrated. Official. We've voted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, Shana, you're up. Oh, I have to come up with one. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you didn't bring any? No, oh, I didn't know this is part oh, of I have assignment. three. Okay, okay, okay. Same, okay. same, same. Underrated or overrated would be making out for more than three minutes with your significant other that you've been with together for longer than two years. <laughs> This was to personally directed at me. <laughs> no, it was not. Yes, it was, it not. was bitch. No, it was not. hundred percent. No, I literally been thinking about this lately because I've been seeing a lot of things that are like the long lost art of making out with your husband. Oh. And it's like, cool, but like underrated or overrated? Underrated, 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 underrated. Steffi? Underrated too. I mean, making out is so fun. It's, a, For it's an art form. longer than three minutes? Yes, yeah. three minutes is a blink of an like eye. Like just making out though, like no boob grabbing, no butt grinding. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like Why not? like old school, just dating. Oh, I prefer that. Haven't had I love sex it. yet, making out. Yeah, that was like the funnest. I try to channel that energy into my twelve-year-long relationship as much as I can. <laughs> Same. Like, we just like sit on a chair next to each other and make out. Yeah. Like, and I like to pretend I'm a teenager and I'm like, I haven't had sex yet. You're not allowed to touch me. And I like to be like that in my energy to keep it fresh, keep it alive. Yeah. I also like that you said chair. Like, what are the logistics at your house, Shayna? Like, (laughs) like, are you guys like having sex? Like, what is happening over there? We're not making out for more than three minutes. Like, to me, that feels like. I mean, but maybe this is because I have ADD, ADHD, which I'm just now learning about all the things that it's like boring. It's like, fuck, like what, what's this? Like, <laughs> I'm thinking it, about 20 things in this. What's your Mars session. sign again? Do you remember what your Mars sign is? I'll have to look it up. Mars I'm and Scorpio. Scorpio. Her Mars is, is in Scorpio? I thought so. Oh, so you want to get down to the gritty. That's why. <laughs> 
You're like, bust it open, whip it out. This shit is just... Okay, so this is time. our first two against one, but it is... Oh, but... Yeah, because we're... Dana... I think it yeah. is unanimous, unanimous. I mean, I wouldn't say it's overrated. It's underrated. But listen, I had 0.2 seconds to come up with a question. <laughs> no, it was a good one. Good job. Thank you. I, I think that was pretty good for on the spotsies. Uh, okay, so my next one is the gua sha. Overrated or oh. underrated? And have you used it at all? I haven't used it and I don't know much about it, but I definitely think underrated because I just think massaging our body in general, massaging our breasts, massaging our limbs, massaging our face, you know, with your hand or with a tool, I think is something I really want to learn more about. And is definitely like a long lost art that we could be tapping into. So I don't know anything about it, but I really want to learn. And I say underrated. I say underrated as well. I really like gua sha. Although... It does take, it does feel like, oh, okay, now I'm doing, I'm doing some work. Like, cause you have a tool. I, whenever I do my face routine, I like to just use my hands to do my like lymph drainage and sculpting. But, um, I like, I like getting like a rose quartz squash or, or yeah, amethyst so one or jade and feeling like you're, you know, connecting with the earth and using the tools and resources that are made available. It's a very doing first... it for a while, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been doing it. Actually, one of my clients told me about it, and then I got really into it. And of course, like my one line of my profile on human design, I like learned every single thing: how to open your lymph, like how to drain it properly. And the day that Venus retrograde happened, stationed retrograde, my rose quartz gua sha shattered, <gasps> freaking shattered. So I, and I was so sad because I felt like like we had gone through something together. Like that was like the most dramatic no. thing to happen. Breakup, like literally. It was breakup. a breakup. I know, so dramatic. Like, and I that's like, when you know you're in a stable relationship is when the biggest breakup in your life is your gua sha. Like, that was the Rose but I got, I got Jade and I felt like I was literally cheating. And like, I was like, you know, oh. perusing the internet for my new one, you know, like going through the, the freaking breakup. Um, but no, I, I love it so much. And just like you, Shana, I don't know why. And maybe this is like a neurodivergent thing. I don't know. But like, when I shower, it's like a huge production. I'm like, oh my gosh, my hair is going to get wet. And then I have to get out. And then the gouache routine is a whole thing. And like, it, it, it is so That's what I was reading about with ADHD. A symptom can, can be like not wanting to shower because you're not wanting to change your state of that you're in. So it's not even about the shower. It's that like, you're going to be in such a radically different state all of a sudden that that alone feels overwhelming. So then you avoid it and then you, you're kind of numb and you dissociate and you're constantly avoiding, even though your mind's like, I need to shower, I need to shower, I need to shower, but your body is like not actually doing it. And it's the change of state of like, now I'm wet and I'm hot and then I'm going to be cold. And then I have to do all these things to like come back to this state that I'm already in right now. So that feels overwhelming. Let me just stay where I'm at. Anyways, I... But I'm the gua sha is week. a good routine. And not to like sound super toxic, but like I, my face does feel more snatched. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I do, like there are certain times where like I'm not catching the triple double chin like in some, in some pictures. And I'm like, okay. But in general, I do feel like the lymph is drained from where like it normally stays. Like in my throat, I always, whenever I go to the doctor, they're like, your lymph nodes are intense, like very big. And I feel like now it just feels better. So yeah. Okay. I love so, it. That's so underrated for all of Underrated. Yes. Deaf. Okay. My next one is babies that wear amber necklaces. 
Oh, <laughs> first of all, do you know so how specific? Do you know how babies wear like people put an amber necklace on their baby? No, I've never you seen live it. In a different universe in the what? 99.9% of the planet. Wait, I'm sorry. Both of you don't know every person who's had a baby and knew they were an amber necklace. Not a single I've never soul. met one baby with an amber necklace. Are on. you joking? I've never even seen it. I've never even I seen a baby with an amber necklace. I can't even picture it. What? I'm shook by hearing this right now. Literally, what is every, it? Like a little, like uh, something Even like, though I've never wow. seen it, I feel overrated. <laughs> Wait, my vote is, is actually like- overrated because here's what it is. All right, check it out. It's a little necklace full of amber beads, right? And the purpose of it is supposed to be that the baby puts it in its mouth while it's teething. Like it's wearing the necklace, but it brings it up and puts it in its mouth and chews on the amber. And the amber has properties that soothe uh, teething pains. So that's the purpose of it. But everyone just thinks it's cute to put an amber necklace on your baby. So they do that, but the baby never actually uses it to teeth. And then people, I feel like in my, I guess my walk of life, because I'm different than y'all, is people then just think it's like, oh, it's an amber necklace. It's going to heal my baby it, just overall, which is cute. And I like it, but it's like there, no but baby like it would is actually using it for teething. To make a teething toy out of amber. Totally. That a baby would actually be chewing on. Because like no babies. Well, I I mean, I don't know any babies personally, so who am I to speak to this wow. topic? But I definitely don't know any babies wearing an amber necklace. Who um, wearing it? I want to embed my baby with crystals, like in oh, under yeah. the skin. I want my baby to be like a troll doll that their belly button is a piece of amber, like a jewel <laughs> oh on their belly button. Like, how yeah. sick I want them be? to bleed out freaking rose quartz and freaking calcite. <laughs> okay, so is this under or overrated? I think over. it's overrated. Over. over. Okay, that okay. was pretty easy. Unanimous. There's really not been a big. A yeah, we big haven't one. fought, but I'm Dana, ready Scorpio, to. Bring us home. Put you on the spot again. <laughs> Something oh, super, super bring controversial. Us home better be good. <laughs> I would. I would literally. I would quake in this situation. But if you um, have anything else, can unless, the unless you have another one, Dana. I do, but I want Shana to, to uh, channel one. Yeah, okay. channel channel nubs. Another one for us. Over or underrated? It could be anything. It could be random. It could be... Uh, I mean, we're making this game up. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Over or underrated would be deleting your Instagram or your social media. For like a detox, like a social media detox. detox. Okay. I'll say I have two conditions. Deleting your social media as a detox is overrated if before you go, you make a dramatic story about I'm deleting my social media. So if y'all want to talk to me like see and never buy, then it's overrated. But if you um, don't make a dramatic post and you're just genuinely doing it to be self-care and to focus on other things, I think it's underrated. So I'm saying underrated overall. I'm saying underrated overall. I'm just saying like, don't be dramatic about it because then you, your intention has been kind of twisted from the original intention. Yeah. Yeah, I say underrated. I have personal experience because I mean, I've deleted my Twitter like years ago and then I just deleted Facebook and it felt so good. And Mm -hmm. obviously I didn't post anything like, Bye, all my aunts that stalk my page. Like, it was just like, I'm out of here. Like, it was just, it's low vibrational to me. I don't know. Facebook, <sighs> especially. <sighs> I want to deal Facebook so much, but I can't because you have to have a personal Facebook attached to a business Facebook. Not, and you have to have a anymore. business Facebook to have a business Instagram. 
Well, yeah, business, it sucks. But like I detached my Instagram from my Facebook and it felt liberating, like for I sure. It. I so, can't do it, which I want to because that shit needs to go. Yeah. I also just felt, okay, and maybe this is something that it's a bigger discussion, but you know how sometimes you just feel prying eyes on you? Like, you know, when people watch your stories or like someone won't respond to a text, but like you see them and you feel them watching you. I felt that way with Facebook, like either if it was like extended family or like people I didn't yeah. talk to since high school, I was like, it felt very intrusive and it felt, you know it's why? been feeling like that. You know mm. why? Because on Instagram, if you search someone like first and last name, it's pretty hard sometimes to find someone on Instagram. Like it's, you can't always find it. But on Facebook, even if you know that person's first name, it's so easy to find someone. So like someone from high school, right? You type in their first yeah. name. Like I can't quite remember their last name. Like you'll find them pretty easily. So I feel like it is a better tool for like just stalking on someone that you're not actually still connected with. So I really feel that. And I went on my... Facebook to, for whatever, it was something like actually business related. And I had just celebrated my birthday. This was like a few weeks ago. And I had all these DMs from like a, a freaking teacher from high school being like, what's up? Sorry, happy birthday. I'm like, I should honestly rather not see you again the rest of my life. Like, I literally... <laughs> of my aunt, I just went on Facebook the other day because I'm trying to sell some old furniture on Facebook Marketplace and I have to keep going fucking on there. And I saw my aunt, who's like the queen of Facebook, because it's like <laughs> her generation. That's like her, her all that's of her social connections do. are on Facebook. And every time that she does a post, she always has like hundreds of likes and comments and everything where they're having full on conversation, which is amazing. Honestly, I'm so happy for her. But I saw her <laughs> post on Instagram. Happy birthday to my niece, Janae, my sister. Like sending you so much love and she doesn't have Facebook, but she, my aunt was announcing that it was my sister's birthday on Facebook. And then all of these random people who don't know my sister were commenting, happy birthday, Janae. <laughs> happy birthday, Janae. And she's not even tagged. Like she can't she's even not read it. No. So my aunt's getting all this clout for my sister's birthday. And these people are commenting happy birthday to a person that they don't know who's not even that person. It's a person of a person that's not even on here. Like I was losing it. I was dying laughing because I was like, this is what it's come to. Yeah. It's so performative. Like even my family who I haven't talked to in years, like they always post something that's like my dearest daughter and her birthday. And I see it and it just, my skin crawls. Like it just feels so fake. And Instagram can be really fake as well. You know, like yeah. there's so many varying Right, but it's Facebook an internal experience. If it's bringing yeah. you community, if you're listening, you're like, I love Facebook, like, great. If it's bringing you community and support, awesome. If it's not, time to go, time to and check I it without like the our... announcement at the end. <laughs> All of our opinions, too, are like very heavily biased and millennial. You know what yeah, I mean? Such like, such millennial, extremely opinions. biased. So, we might isn't need... that what we're doing? We might here? need to do bias. Apparently. <laughs> so, my opinion is always going to be biased because I would define mine. Oh, yeah. that's true. So, yeah. I mean, I embrace it, but yeah, you know, I'm biased AF when I'm around you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love your defined mind. Okay, let's get through these last few underrated, overrated. Well, that was the last one. That was it. Oh, you had two more, I thought, Dana. Oh, I was going to save them for another day. Right? Yeah. No, well, I need a, I need them at least you one need more. A now since we I need asked. a finale. We need okay, a finale. Okay, so my final one was underrated or overrated TikTok energy clearings. 
you know, where someone's just on oh. the screen and they're just clearing you with like a piece of incense. And like, is that underrated, underrated or overrated? Underrated. I love it. I, have I love done, it. I've done it before, like maybe once or twice. That's not normally what I do on TikTok. But sometimes when I'm watching people, it feels really good. And other times it feels icky. Like they're not supposed to be doing... And that's how I feel about a lot of TikTokers. Like there's a lot of fear mongering on there. There's a lot of like, let's jump on the bandwagon because it's popular. Like even the NPC stuff. I don't know if you've seen that. Like the people doing the fake NP- NPCs. That's been huge. I'm not on, on TikTok, TikTok, but I've seen TikTok That's videos news on for another time. News oh, I'm not time. on TikTok either, but I just use TikTok as like I see the TikToks on Instagram, like later yeah, on, okay, like a but, true millennial. Yeah, like an old. Yeah, woman. I'm gonna say for this because of the context of having to be social media, I'm gonna say overrated. I say oh, overrated too. I say underrated. I say overrated. Any action that you take that's in service of trying to help other people with the resources that you have available and you're putting yourself out there, I say yes, yes, yes to all of those things. And like, go for it. You can't mess up. Like your your intention is to heal and to help if that is your intention. Not everyone has that intention. But if it is, I think that the ones that I've seen, it feels good to just be sitting on the other side and be like, you know what? I'm going to receive right now. And who knows if this is working, who doesn't? Like, I feel this energy of of receiving and you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to help people for free and you took the time to record this. So I feel like underrated. I think in most circumstances that could be true. I've just seen a few where I didn't feel that it was genuine for the person doing the clearing. And so it just kind of turned me off from it. Like I I felt them with the energy of like genuinely like taking a second and like tuning into their inner truth, but I just didn't see it. And I've seen a few from different people and I all kind of, all of the ones that I had the experience of, I was like, ah, it's kind of a miss for me. Oh, all the ones that I had the experience of, I was like, oh, good for you. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Maybe this is like, because I'm so open in my chart and you guys have much more definition. That. It could totally be it. I'm also very sensitive to any type of energy, but like even the ASMR and stuff, like I can't stand it. It really, because it, it, I have misophonia, which is basically like any sound, like of anyone breathing or any type of thing, like the scratching on the microphone, snacking, smacking. Yeah, like it enrages me, like enraged. <laughs> like I could literally <laughs> blow up the world like when I hear the sound. So anyway, yeah, I think overrated is my vote. I say overrated well, too. We, ag- we agree to disagree. Overruled. <laughs> no, you're overruled <laughs> oh, because that's how those hit. Fucking yeah, see? work, bitch. See, yeah. that's why I seeded this one to end with a little sass. Was, was Next kind of, time we're going to bring like real controversial yeah. or we'll play a different game. But how did, how did and it feel? And I probably won't bring anything because I don't, yeah. you don't do your homework. See, I just show student. up. You get to see I my show up. Yeah, you're greatest. Knocked Listen, down showing up is enough. Oh, I like that little, <laughs> just a little button on the end of the episode. How do yeah. you feel after your first spiritual sleepover? Do you feel like we mm. conquered it? Yeah, I feel like I need to go and make a hot tea and put my feet in the earth and do something that feels like physically a spiritual sleepover. Because normally when we're doing this whole conversation, we're like at the Korean spa getting scrubbed or, you know, laying in a bed horizontally with snacks. It's very true. Yeah, maybe that's great. That should be our format. (laughs) 
like yeah. horizontal, yeah, bring a snack. Maybe we'll Ooh, do it live. In person, a yeah. live one. That'd be really Ooh. fun. I definitely thought that this was great though. It re- I halfway through, like I forgot that we're on a podcast and I thought that we were just talking for a really long time on FaceTime. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the, the goal, same. right? Yeah, no, it's the same thing. So I feel really nourished by this and I love Good. you too. Thank you for and bringing in- what you bring. Let's encourage everyone listening to on, you know, where you're, wherever you're listening to please let us know like how you love the format, what you're into, what you want us to talk about or whatever. We're so open for suggestions and we love you and we thank you for being here. So uh, let's just plug where everyone can find us. Yeah. I encourage everyone after listening to this to... Um, hmm, what's the challenge after this? Everyone gets a Would... free energy clearing from our TikTok and, <laughs> <laughs> and an amber oh necklace and an amber necklace for your future baby or your or your present baby or, or someone else's baby, baby or someone else's baby. baby. Okay, no, I feel like I want to end on a note of what you can do during this time with the transits, Venus retrograde. Let's each offer up one thing you can do. Mine will be to, when you feel uncomfortable next, to close your eyes and to feel it and to literally say, this is okay out loud. To be comfortable being uncomfortable. That is my challenge to you in this time. Dana, Steffi? Um, Mine would be values is such a big word with this Venus retrograde and, and reflecting on our values. And I've been noticing recently how fulfilling it is to spend time with people who hold the same values as you and to have conversations about your values, you know, instead of just gossiping about people or instead of whatever, having a really intentional conversation about what you value with someone who values the same thing is so uplifting and so healing and gives you so much dopamine and serotonin. And that would be my So go have a conversation with someone about your values. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Awesome. I mean, besides like me giving advice to like, go spread your cheeks when you're feeling cheeky, (laughs) (laughs) which I love that advice, by the way. Yeah. Maybe that's just it. Like just go spread, spread, spread love and spread cheeks. Spread those Like go be naked in either the moonlight or the sunlight. Yeah. How about just, let's simplify it. How about just grounding? I mean, that's something I always preach it, but it is it is underrated because sometimes like when these planetary dysfunction and and things are happening, uh, it is hard and easy to get lost and potentially like feel focused. So I would just say like really just check in with yourself and take a moment to be in your own aura and like feel that and connect with nature in some way. I don't know. It's pretty basic. I hate yeah. that word too. But I mean... <laughs> basic. <are> you... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... No, we, this is great. We peppered in a bunch of different little hits and tips and tricks in here. So I'm sure there's plenty. I of like those away. three. I love those three. Say yes. yes. This is okay out loud. Go have a combo about your values and go be naked in the moon or sunlight and be in your aura and be like... This is me, bitch. I be am present. that bitch. Exactly. Yes. And as Shayna offered before, just showing up 
is already doing it. So thank you everyone for listening. Oh. Um, thank you for being here with us and wanting to just have a conversation that's real where we share laughter and ideas and we talk about things that feel like they bring meaning to our lives. We really appreciate you all being here. And you can connect with our stuff with Dayluna. Our podcast is Dayluna Human Design Podcast. Our website is daylunalife.com and our Instagram is at dayluna. We have a lot of offerings that we're really excited about right now. Our favorite one is Your Human Design besties, which is a monthly membership where we get to do a lot more of this stuff. Just be able to share our human design journey and our journey of growth, be able to learn about ourselves and have intentional space to check in with ourselves and connect with others who are on that same vibe. So we would love to see you over there. And that's where you can reach out to us. We'd love to hear, as Steffi was saying, any suggestions you have for this segment, Spiritual Sleepover, we are down. We want to hear what you all are excited to talk about. Um, Any suggestions you have, we would love to hear them on our Instagram at Dayluna. Beautiful. And for me, uh, as this is Steffi speaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell our voice is distinguishable. Uh, you can find me at my... Why, all of a sudden, I'm like, what? where am I? What's like, happening? What is my Who website? am I? No, I know. Spirit like, scoop. Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> Psychic scoop podcast with spirit sis. That's also me. I have a lot of pseudonyms, so it is confusing. Uh, you can also go to my website, spiritsis.com or my Instagram, spirit underscore sis or TikTok, spirit sis. I won't be offering any energy readings, but I do do mediumship readings over there, group mediumship readings. And I also do astrocartography readings. So I have a new course that just came out. It's been really fun. And... We can't wait to connect with you all again soon. Sending you so much love and kisses and light and cheeks and whatever. <laughs> spread in love and spread in cheeks. Wow. Is that going to be like this segment? Yes. Uh, that's <laughs> opening it. song. sleepover. Spread in love and spread in cheeks. Wait, you're going to have to do. Wow. Dana's going to channel a song and that's it. All right. Bye. <laughs>